A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelous. Hi, this is Kenya G. Love, and you are listening to The Marvelous with Peter Melnick and Eddie Wilson. Welcome one, welcome all, y bienvenidos también. It's Eddie Wilson making another cosplay connection via the telephonic device. We want to reach out and say thank you for spending some time. Kenya G. Love. Welcome, Kenya. Hey, hello, hello. Hola, hola. ¿Cómo están? Bien, gracias. Mejor ahora. Um, bueno. yeah, better now. <laughs> we've uh, we've known each other just a little bit through uh, Instagram, I think, mostly, and through a couple other people like Shasta Daisy, for example. And right. um, I've seen multiple versions of costumes and different things you've done and so on. So uh, we got to talk a little bit. So <laughs> before I forget, though, I want to get started by saying today, the day of this recording, March 8th, happy mm-hmm. International Women's Day. Oh, thank you so much. And Happy I International thought, Women's Day to your wife. <laughs> thank, well, thank you. Appreciate that. I will tell her. It's just so coincidental because it, this wasn't planned. We, of course, planned to record today, but that it happens to be International Women's Day. And you are, you will tell me specifically, of Spanish descent. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> A thousand percent. Yeah. And specifically, ¿qué tipo? I'm Puerto Rican and Ecuadorian. Two, okay, that's... Yeah, two, two different um, Latin. Yeah. Descent. Okay. Mm-hmm. We wanted to start, of course, as we usually do, by asking, why cosplay? How did it get started for you? What's what's your backstory? Okay, so uh, I started like about five years ago, but not as, as I do it now. I used to do it like every other year with New York Comic Con. Okay. That was my main thing. It was just one day. Then the bug hits me. You know, and then, yeah. and then I started to like it more and more. I always liked the um, the comic book aspect of everything. You know, like um, I, I love comic books and I love statues. I love superheroes, but I never pursued it. But this time I say to myself, I'm going to do it. I used to do modeling before. So years back when everything started, they asked me to be Vampirella at New York Comic Con. And I had some, my manager said, no, don't do it because that's just for clowns and that will kill your career. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Hey, and look at me now. <laughs> I'm like most of the time. So. You, we'll, we'll get into the individual characters, but you have mm-hmm. a different, I think, a different take on Vampirella. And I had not seen that before. And I think it's very good. So I usually bef- do my, my own take. Yeah. I don't like to be like a cookie cutter, let's say, you know, cosplayer. Well, you said five years ago, New York Comic Con. How did you get introduced to that part of it? Uh, because of my niece. She was taking a few friends with her, and they happened to cancel. So she was like, okay, let's go. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I didn't know anything about New York Comic Con until I got there. And then I realized this was the same place that the other company wanted me to work for. And I was like, oh, why did I say no? So your first Comic Con, you just went as a spectator. No, we actually dressed up. Uh, she was the 
Queen of Hearts, and I was the Mad Hatter. The yeah. Mad Hatter. So that's yeah. your first convention that was cosplay. My first convention. Mm-hmm. There we mm-hmm. go. There's an origin. Okay, but before that, now you also said about comic books, and when uh, did that start for you? And with with what comic books? That was when I was little, and that was um, Wonder Woman. Right from the beginning. That was your first. That's from the beginning. Okay, yes. that Wonder was your beginning with Wonder Woman. And from there, where did it go? What other comic book titles and stuff? Then I went up to Superman and Batman. I was never crazy about Batman, so, you know, that killed me, right? <laughs> but then I like anime a lot, so I used to watch a lot of anime movies and shows. And the usual cartoons, reruns of the of the Flintstones, Tom and Jerry, and all that, you know, everything was, to me, it was everything all together. Cartoon was a cartoon, you know? Yeah, sure, exactly. How about the, because uh, I know there's other components of some of your cosplays that involve Disney characters. Oh, and of course, yes, absolutely. The Disney princesses always. Pinocchio and Cinderella, No White, you name it. Yep. And Barbies, of course. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know what, you know, what other dimensions, uh, aspects are covered, because it's not the same for everybody. For me, it was always everything. I'm not the kind of person that I, it's just one thing, and one thing only. To me, I always get everything. <laughs> so, again, your niece influenced you for the Comic Con, the New York Comic mm-hmm. Con, and mm-hmm. how did you get introduced to comic books? I think it was my sister. She just came with, one day with uh, one of those teen magazines, and I. she happened to bring one of the uh, Wonder Woman. I don't remember what was the, the book, but I remember it was Wonder Woman, so I started reading them. I usually don't collect them, but, you know, I do read them. At that time, I used to read them and throw them out. Yeah, because who, who knew then what they are, what they can be worth <laughs> exactly. now? Exactly. exactly. Right. Well, what about now? Do you still read? Do you collect any comic books? Um, not really, but I'm collecting just statues and figurines and, you know, Funko Pops and things like that. All right, so the Funko Pops and the statues then somewhat like the cosplay characters that you do, or...? Yes. First, I do the co- the cosplay, and then as a gift for me, then I go and buy a Funko Pop of the character that I've made. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Now you say made, so you actually you you were talented. You make these costumes, or? Yes, I do some, and some of them I just buy them. So I mm. usually don't have the time to build, but when I have the time, yes, I could actually build it. Yes. All right, Kenya. Let's go into the uh, characters, ones that I've seen throughout your Instagram page and so on. And I think the first one we have to look at is uh, Wonder Woman, or is it kind of a Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl combination? Uh, depends which one you're talking about. Okay, so you have how many versions? Let's go with that. I have like probably 15, maybe 20. <laughs> but over time, I guess, is what you've kind of grown into and stuff. Right, right. I mean, after my first Comic-Con thing, I decided, I mean, after I decided that I wanted to be a full-time cosplayer, in my mind, all I wanted to do was one character, and he was Wonder Woman, and I wanted to do different versions of Wonder Woman. But after doing the same thing over and over and over, I was like, what am I doing? And every time that people used to see me, was like, oh, Wonder Woman again. Although they liked it, but it it was just Wonder Woman. So I say to myself, you know, I don't want to be boxing, and I just don't want to be Kenya Wonder Woman, you know. So I say, let me start venturing in other characters. And then that's how everything started after that. And I love it. I mean, it's been a beautiful journey. Well, actually, that kind of goes back to, if, if you can recapsulate, why cosplay? What does it mean to you? And then do me a favor, if you can, go into some detail as to what the different versions of your Wonder Woman are. Okay, why cosplay? Um, it's hard to say. For me, it would be probably because I work a lot. 
that's a way of having fun for me. I mean, some people go out and, and dance and drink or whatever. I don't do that. I just stay home and think about my next cosplay. <laughs> I don't know if, if it makes sense, but that's how my mind works. So that's what I do. Of course, I can separate them both, my life and my personal, in, in the cosplay life. But at the same time, I think they both together. They go together, one with the other. I don't know if it makes any sense. <laughs> makes perfect sense. In some cases, for some people, it's an escape. It's something totally different than what you would normally be. Mm-hmm, and especially mm-hmm. nowadays, with it being a more common thing, the cosplay, people understand it more, accept it more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, you go home. You don't go out, is what you're saying, just generically, not exclusively, of course. But right, you're going I mean, home. If, I, if I have to go out to eat or something like that, yes, I yeah. will go out. Uh, I remember back in the days, I used to, like, um, let's say, uh, go out with my friends, with partying and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess your priorities change, and that's not my thing now. You know, like, I mean, I'm not going to say that maybe in five more years I will go out again or things like that. And it's not like that I'm a hermit either, but I like more like a peaceful kind of life when I can just take control of my life. And I think that sometimes when you go out like that, you know, like you kind of lose control. I understand. I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you work X number of hours a day. You want to be home. You want to decompress, relax, relax, whatever, do as little as possible. Or maybe you do have other things you want to get done at home. I have perp- mm-hmm. I totally understand it because I would love to be home more than I am. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. I always wish there was another one of me and one could be home doing things, getting stuff done. And then the <laughs> other one is doing, you know, whatever else. So that's yeah. fine. But it sounds like your mind is still creating other things, you know, as far as cosplay and coming up with versions. Now, let's go back to Wonder Woman and tell me what different, if you have names for the different versions of them. Okay, I have um, I have the original um, Donna Troy. That's one that I have, like, is down to the whole thing, like the boots and everything. Mm-hmm. And in the other versions that I have, they just mix it. Of, let's say I buy something from Amazon and then I put it together with something that I bought from Etsy. And then I put them together like that or something that I made. I have Angel Wonder Woman, which is the one with the wings. I have, um, I think I call it Tough Love Wonder Woman because it's like a, an era that it was like in the 60s. Okay. So she's more tougher. I have Patriotic Wonder Woman. She's, her story is just an American flag. Yeah, I think that one I've seen on a, a July 4th post, like a red, white, and blue stars and stripes kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I have another one that I had with my friend Linda. She's a cosplayer too, and we she did Donna Troy and I did Wonder Woman, and that's just um, a suit that has stars all over and and the red and the silver. But like I say, everything is like it just coming to my mind, and then I just put them together. I never thought that that would be you know like that would make a hit, you know, that people would like it that much when I do my own inventions. So. Well, I'm not sure if that's part of it, and it's okay to answer either way. It's because it's you, mm-hmm. which we're talking about you. But are you thinking when you come up with a different version, if it's going to be a hit with other people, or it's something that you want to do, you're comfortable in the most, or all the above? I think it's all together. I mean, usually everything is, comes with an idea, and that's just me saying, like, I like this, and this is going to be good for me and comfortable for me. But it's nice to have people complimenting what you've done, and people accept it. So that means that you're doing something right. Or well, at least to me, it means that I'm doing something right, that my inventions and whatever I'm creating is making an impact in somebody. And it's so wonderful, too. 
pun intended or not, just using that same word, that when somebody comes up to you and says something, compliments you, mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. there's like almost no better feeling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So that's like the payoff without the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that keeps you, I think, inspired and going. Right. Let's keep going now. I've seen you as Aurora or Storm, at least in one aspect, and it could be solo or it could be teamed up with another X-Man, and I think it was in the, or X-Woman, in the uh, Savage Land. Right. Well, Storm was a very difficult character for me to get into. We didn't want to offend anybody, and we decided to do it, and it was beautiful, and uh, and actually, I just did it with everything that I have at home. I just cut a little, I had some skirt, and I ripped it off, and I had some, a t-shirt, and I ripped it off, and that's what the cosplay was. <laughs> wow. Pretty much. But there, yeah. there are certain things, though, about the character, though, that you could still recognize it being Aurora, being Storm, I guess, maybe with the, with the headpiece. Oh, Can- yes, yes. I mean, the, the headpiece, uh, we actually ordered from somebody in um, Argentina. So I didn't want to do it myself, and I didn't want to, like, mess it up because it was the first time. So I ordered it. That was the, in the, the crown and the belt. And you know what? It works. I think what you're saying before, though, can you? and if I have to have you repeat, it's because I'm catching on to your accent. <laughs> so lo siento. With the world, though, when you were thinking about doing that character, you were saying to yourself, maybe, well, geez, I don't know. This is not my ethnicity. I don't want to offend anybody. Is that Exactly. Absolutely. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> and you were not seeing in any other cases or maybe any other places or shows or postings, you were not seeing anybody else doing that. It's not even a gender bend. It's an ethnic twist, maybe. I don't know. Right. That's what it was. We don't, like I said, we don't want to offend anybody. And my photographer and I actually sit down and discuss about this. And we were like, are we going to go through this? Are we going to do it? And we decided, like, yes, let's do it because cosplay is for everybody. We were very cautious about this. And it's very good that you say, you know, you're thinking about what somebody else is going to think. But now it's very much more accepting. This is your version of this character. Right. You know, that's why we evolved into the traditional Peter Parker Spider-Man, I believe, to the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Absolutely, yes. And Mm -hmm, it's mm Spider-Man 2099, the Spanish version of Spider-Man. So that's very good. Now, I've seen you do uh, Superboy. Yes. Why do that character? I loved it. And the first time I saw it, I was was in love with the character. And I I thought that I can actually pull it off. I always wanted to do a a boy, but... um, Unfortunately, because of my body, the way my body shape, I cannot really do characters like I have so manly. Mm-hmm. I would love to, but I, it's always end up being a woman dressing as a guy. And it doesn't, it doesn't really translate as the way that I would like, yep. which is Superboy. But we did what we could. It was very challenging for me because I don't know the poses and... The photographer, actually, he thought it was just like a sexy shoot, like, oh, Kenya being sexy as a boy. But then he realized what I wanted to be was Superboy. So he ended up coaching me how to pose and how to do the maneuvers and things like that. That's a great process, too, whether it's somebody you just met or somebody who you've worked with more than one time, photographers, if they have some ideas. And you have some as well. I'm what I call a cosplayer photographer wannabe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the iPhone, which is working fine. I think anything I've done, and it's come out really well. So thank you in advance for considering getting together and doing a collab with me, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Let's continue. She-Hulk, I think a recent one. Yes. How much time yes. did you have to put into that? Three hours of makeup. Oh, boy. 
Yes, I woke up around 6 o'clock in the morning um, to paint myself. I was doing it myself, and that was the first time that I painted myself. I never done uh, any type of makeup, like uh, professional makeup like that. Never done it, but it came out wonderful. And actually, I was doing Wicked that day. Elphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, yeah. I said to him, might as well, since I'm going to be green, might as well do Chic Hawk the same day. Because, you know, I don't see myself painting myself for three hours again for another <laughs> shoot. <laughs> That's exactly right. So if you do that, you know you're going to have a serious time commitment and make it worth your Absolutely. while. Absolutely, yes, yes. And it was a lot of green. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I know She-Hulk, you can, of course, incorporate different costumes into. And just so we know, if nobody's not familiar, what was the rest of the outfit for She-Hulk? It was clothes that I have in my closet. It was a white bodysuit with jeans. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. And a wig, a green wig. And I think it came out wonderful, I think, actually. I mean, who knew? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just the commitment of waking up so early just to, just to paint yourself, you know. And, and it's, you have to do three coats of paint. Mm. And, and I have paint in places that not, you're not supposed to have paint, but... <laughs> I didn't realize that you have to paint everything. Otherwise, if you lift your arm, then you you will see that, that yeah. line of demarcation. So oh, you have to do it. Yeah. Um, Harley, how many versions of Harley? One, actually. The one that you always see me with is um, Punchline, actually. That's um, Joker's new girlfriend. That's the one with the black hair and the circles and things like that. That's the one that I've done more. Actually, today was the one with Shasta. She was Harley. I was punchline. And so Shasta did Harley today for this shoot. Was she the Harley version that you usually do? Um, no. I was always the punchline. And I only have one version of Harley, and that was the one with the with the clown mask. Okay, the clown. So you still have, what is it, white base face makeup? And then maybe... Oh, yes. Oh, okay. yes. That was bad, too. <laughs> okay. That was my first time using white makeup, so I went to um, Party City, and I bought the cheap makeup, and it was running down my face. <laughs> but you know what? That is the distressed Harley. That's yes. What, so yeah. it, you, you, you make it work. You own it. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. You meant and to do that. You know, like a little editing and things like that, so you can actually make it smoother. So. Sure, if you want, because I know, like, for example, just by comparison, in a, in a given Batman movie with a Joker character where his makeup is kind of smeared and his, his hair is all matted down on his, that's the idea. That perhaps, so, you know, you got some smudgy makeup. It's like, this is a real crazy Harley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And I'm all for it. I love those type of versions. I mean, that's what I'm gravitating towards now, more cosplay that give me the challenge. That's what I did. I was a bald-headed woman or guy. I don't know. Whoa. Yeah, so I did the American Horror Story. I don't know if you've seen my page. I'm a bald person. I have seen. That's one on my list to ask about was American Horror Story, and I wasn't sure if it was that character or the other one. Uh, Forgetting her name, you'll be able to tell me. I think it was long red hair, but very, very tight, perm, curly. Oh, that was um, Metal Snow. Okay. She's a witch from American Horror Story season three, I think it was. Season three, Coven, I think, right? Yes, Coven, yeah. I watched all the seasons. Not that I haven't memorized, but it's just, <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do this time, this year? Oh, I know. I love it. Let me go into some other characters, which may have been a little bit easier to put together. Mary Jane Watson. Oh, that was just closet cosplay. Jeans and a Spider-Man t-shirt, and that's it. With the, uh, with the Spider-Man face in the shape of a heart? Right, that's mm-hmm. it. And then by yourself or paired up with, again, Shasta, as, Gwen, Shasta, as yeah. Gwen Stacy. Very good Gwen Stacy, too. 
Really good, really nice. I mean, she's gorgeous and wonderful. I mean, I will say she's my best friend now. Would you say, just on the side there, that's, that's probably the one person maybe that you work with the most with uh, shoots? Yes, lately, yes. Very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something that, again, might have been easier to get into, Jasmine? Jasmine, yeah. But unfortunately, the, the wig is too heavy. Because it's big. It's got a lot going on there. Jasmine, of that's course, from yes. uh, Aladdin, right? <laughs> yes. The other version that I did at the beach, she was a slave, Jasmine. And that was a um, custom-made... Um, Belly dancer. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've only done two versions, the slave one, which is the red, and the regular version, which is like a teal blue, bluish color. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. How mm-hmm. about from uh, Scooby-Doo? You did, I think, Daphne. Yes. That was another thing that we wanted to do, something different. Not exactly like the Daphne and Velma. Actually, I did Velma. Mm, Velma. That's why I have, I did it with black hair and short but black. And the different, the skirt was different, and the the suit was different. Every, everything was different. I mean, people won't know because it's the same color. But if you look at it, you say, this is not the same Velma. It's just my interpretation of Velma. Right. And again, something that you either, I don't know, maybe had watched the cartoon growing up, or you just happened to see mm-hmm. other people doing this character, and you know, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would do Vel- Velma. We were supposed to shoot with Shasta, outside at the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. It was too cold, so we had to change our plans. So that's why I ended up doing Mary Jane, and she was Gwen Stacy, but we were supposed to be Daphne and Belma. Okay, let's move on now. Esmeralda, a little behind the scenes about that one. That's Hunchback of Notre Dame, I believe. Yes, I wanted a Hunchback, actually, and sometimes cosplayers are very unreliable. Unless they wanted to do it, they would show up, but if they're not really interested, they just blow you off. I was looking for a place to shoot for a very long time, and we were going to go through the cloisters. I have done the, um, all the shoots on the cloisters, so I, we end up going to Riverdale, and that's where you see the tower, and that's when I'm doing the, all the little dances and things like that. That's another cosplay that I did um, with clothes that I have here at home in um, Amazon. And maybe in some cases, like you mentioned before, some stuff that you made, you put together, you sew, I guess, or... Yeah, the dress is just a white dress that I made here. And I used my own hair, so I didn't need to wear a wig. So I'm letting my hair grow a lot so I can just donate. Ah, there you go. How about another character along those lines, uh, Selena? Selena, that was another accident. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it um, for $10. The whole costume was $10. I think it was one of those websites, and I bought it. So I wanted to do some other cosplay, and two of the cosplayers that were supposed to be with me, they bailed out at the last minute. So I went and told the photographer, I'm still going to do it, but it's going to be a different cosplay, a different character. And that's how Selena came up. I tell you, when I first saw the picture, though, of that character, all I needed to see, no, not so much the clothing, but mm-hmm. maybe just the way you had your face and your hair and the microphone. And I said, I know who that is. Yeah, it was such an accident because, like, we were not supposed to shoot that day of that character. But I thought it was magical because it worked. Yeah, yeah, it exactly. It really worked. And maybe by the same token, you did a Marilyn Monroe, I believe, in the white dress. That was another one that we were planning for a while. And I was scared to do that one. Okay. Because it's an icon, and, you know, you want to, if you're doing something like that, like a very strong character that everybody looks out for, you want to, you know, you want to, like, perform. You want to do it right. (laughs) 
So I'm glad that I did it really good. I mean, like, I don't want to blow my own horn where I thought that it was really great, but... Yeah. Well, you think all the time that you've done these characters, you still have that uncertainty, maybe you're not sure, scared, nervous about if it's going to work, or you gotten better at that, would you say? Let's say if it's a photo shoot, yeah, I always have the uncertainty that I'm not going to bring the character to life or that I'm not going to do the, the character justice. That's always, you know, a worry of mine, like, oh, I'm not going to perform or I'm not going to do a, a good job. If it's um, a Comic-Con, then, you know, you're just, like, hanging out, and mm-hmm. it's not like you have a commitment to be there, so, like, it's different. Well, I think in terms, I don't know if this is going to help you or not, or maybe this is just like, oh, yeah, no kidding, Eddie. You're getting into it for a photo shoot, you're getting your cosplay character or whoever all together, and you look in the mirror and you go, yeah, I got this. <laughs> it doesn't work that way so, for me. You know, I feel outside looking over it, yes. I mean, you're like, wow, I did good. <laughs> But I think it's more than that. When you in front of the camera, you have to sell it. You have to be that person. Some people don't understand that, that sometimes cosplay is more than just dressing up. It's like pretending to be that character. I don't get that deep of saying like, oh, yeah, I get into the character, but I try to portray that character better, you know? I just figured at home in the mirror is the first step, and maybe you start making poses if you are being taken pictures of, and that helps, I think, could help your confidence, possibly. It helps a little bit, but to me, it's always the same, um, you know, the same anxiety, the same, like, oh, getting there. And then when the photographer says, good job, then I'm like, okay, good. (laughs) Now I can relax. It's going to be a combination of why you feel doing the cosplay shoot and, of course, the photographer. And then you look at the pictures and you mm-hmm. go, you know what, I'm sorry. And in my case, the first time I shot a cosplayer, I think it was probably, I don't know, 75 or so pictures. And she just liked maybe 10 of them. So mm-hmm. you get that. And sure. Yeah, that's why you take so many pictures. One, because you want variety. And seven, you know, like one picture may not be good, but the second one will be great. So it's a give and take idea, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Right. I've found out that just by a strange habit in the in the uh, cosplayers I've taken pictures of, it usually averages close to 100 pictures mm-hmm. of a character. Mm-hmm. And then depending on how much time there is, you know, that's a thing, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, with my photographer, we take every single time. It's like maybe 85 pictures or more sometimes. Yep. You know, uh, that particular one for Marilyn Monroe, it was um, probably 60, I think it was, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Well, geez, if your photographer is going around 85 pictures or so, that's about what I'm doing. So maybe I'm doing something right. Holy cow. (laughs) I'm excited about that now. Okay, cool. Yeah, you should. All right, listen, I got about three or four more, and then we'll move on and get ready to uh, finish up here. An X-Men character that I don't think I'd seen until I went through your photo album, (laughs) Psylocke. Right, yes. I always wanted to do it. I'm very conscious about my body sometimes, and I didn't want to be too naked. Mm Mm-hmm. Since it was like kind of small, the um, the bikini, I ended up putting some shorts. Okay. And that and that's the the end product that you saw me in. I mean, it works. Nobody says anything. Nobody saw. So it was not like the bikini one, but it was shorts. <laughs> and you know who the character is still, and that's good. Yeah, yeah. With the purple wig and purple, um, how you call it, contacts. That was for New York Comic Con. Very good. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, a couple that are, I guess, in a similar way like that. I think I recently saw a Poison Ivy version. That was another one that is difficult for me because you need two people to get me into the cosplay. It looks like it's not, but it's very uncomfortable to put it on. So you need somebody, you need to have a boyfriend. 
<laughs> or are they called a handler, I think. Yeah, somebody, a brother, a sister, anybody. A very, under, a very good and understanding friend that you will buy them lunch or dinner afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I saw where that was. Do you remember where that was? It was uh, East Coast Comic-Con. Yes, exactly. And I remember that overpass, that walkway, that mm-hmm. tunnel is amazing yes. for pictures. Yes. And I swear, mm-hmm. one of these days, I mean, I've had a couple of chances to take pictures of somebody in that, but it's during the daytime, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. geez, if I can just get somebody there when it's just getting to be night and that thing is lit up, OMG, mm-hmm. I want to do that. Never seen it lit up. I remember I stayed there until probably 5, 6 o'clock, and he was not, they didn't have it with the lights. But. Right, the fluorescent lights that are going down that tunnel. And I don't think anybody has done that, that I've seen, you know, a cosplayer in. Because the, typically for that venue, the show is over for the day, and then people go back to whatever, if they're staying in a room or they go out to eat. But I want to be that guy who gets somebody in that tunnel with the lights on and be like, give it a whole different look about it, whatever character that person in that cosplayer is in. Right, right. That's like a goal of mine, I guess, all of a sudden. Or something. <laughs> yes. So give me a couple more, and then we'll start wrapping it up. I saw a character that, a headdress of, like, feathers behind you. I think Satanko maybe was the name? Oh, yeah, Satanico Pandemonium. That was from the movie from Dust Hill Gun. Okay. That's probably the most I've seen of you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How'd you feel um, about doing that one, and how'd that one come about? It's just give the illusion of being naked when I'm when I was that pretty much you know like I don't know if if it makes any sense because um, in the picture it may look like I'm showing more but when we did it on the set I had a chaperone of course mm-hmm. it was not as out there like like people would think but I loved it of course he played with the lights and everything maybe coming a little bit more out of your comfort zone possibly it seems like you're showing more of yourself. That was the whole thing, idea, you know. I mean, like, we could have went there, you know, to that place that, that you don't want to go and be more grungy, like, let's say. But, no, we wanted to keep it classic and mm-hmm. and beautiful and still show that it was satanic pandemonium, a, a goddess, you know. I think we achieved it. <laughs> yeah, I think it worked very well, not having seen the movie myself, but I would imagine you have, and that gave you maybe an idea to do that character or somebody suggested that character to you? Yes, I saw the movie and... And actually, it's pretty accurate. Whatever she was wearing, that's what I was wearing. Okay. At the show, at the movie. Let me finish up, if I can, Kenya, with the last character I'm going to ask about, and that's Vampirella. Like I said, a different version. I think <laughs> I think the top part is the same, but you mm-hmm. incorporated some black leather, it looks like, in here. Right. What people don't know about Vampirella is that she's, I mean, she's been out for a very long time, but and she has different outfits. And in one comic book, I don't remember the name, but I know it was with Red Sonja. Okay. So uh, she actually had that. It's like black pants and the typical red, you know, with the with the color, white color. So that's what she has. The other vampires that I have, they all being like um, from another comic books, and then I just add little things like the the big spider, the wings, and things like that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I had not seen the black leather pants version, shorts, if you will, but they're tight. Mm-hmm. They're hip-hugging, and I think you make it work, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you're comfortable in, at <laughs> least in that. I know Vampirella can do a lot of things, a lot of poses, and again, it depends on the person that's doing it. Yeah. Vampirella and Wonder Woman, those are characters that I'm already used to it. So that will be more, that, that is easier for me to, to jump into that character. Without the anxiety and thinking, oh, my God, I'm not going to perform, I'm not going to do this. 
Sometimes the other cosplayer is the one that influences how the shoot is going to be. Because you might be 100% there, but the other person may not be feeling comfortable. And then you start feeling somebody else's energy, and then that's how everything goes down the drain. Yeah. Well, like you said, when you get together with another cosplayer, maybe this happened, you apparently got together with Devon Thomas, the daywalker. Yes. It was all by, by chance. It was an event that we attended separately. I was doing three shoots that day. I did one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and then one at, at night. And the second one was Vampirella, and that was at that event. So I happened to be taking my pictures. He happened to be there, too. And I said, you know what? Let's recreate the holding me like that, like the Superman. Like the, I think it was the death of Superman of Batman and Robin, something like that. Right, where the one character is holding the other, right? And, and even, right. The, even um, yeah. Superman holding uh, Supergirl. In right. That right. one, yeah. So that's exactly what we recreated, and it was fantastic. <laughs> what can I say? It was a beautiful experience. He is a great character to work with, Devon. I've spoken to him, too, oh, in a previous he interview. Yeah, I mean, he's very into the character. 110%, absolutely. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a master of those nunchucks, and yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, he, he's a show. He's a walking show. Yes. <laughs> he even carries his music, too. I believe it. Oh, yeah. That's probably he had that turned down because when I did the interview him, he was walking home or something. He, he was out in the, uh, on the street somewhere and he was saying hi to people and the car going by. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything coming up, Kenya, in the future as far as uh, different characters you're working on or maybe a different version of somebody? Let me see. My, my, my dream cosplay will be the female Iron Man, Iron Woman. That's something that I will probably do it in next year, not this year. But more cosplays that I want, I want to do um, that I have it already. Storm, the whole black suit, leather suit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Red Hood, the female version of Red Hood. Um, wow. Okay. I have I, not I, seen a. I have not seen a female Red Hood. That's for sure. Yeah, that, they don't have it. It's just all fun art. So I will be doing that. <laughs> and I have a project that is with some wings. I have huge wings, probably seven foot wings. Uh, wow. Yeah, but we don't know yet how we're gonna go with that one yet because it's like. It's going to be like a sugar, Victoria's Secret type of shoot. So we don't, we don't know the direction that we're going to take because we don't have the, all the elements yet. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Anything else, Kenya, we should know about you that you want to tell people or any pointers for somebody considering or thinking about cosplay? I mean, if somebody wants to do it, just do it. Don't be afraid of doing it. Like, just do it. They don't have to go crazy on it. I mean, sometimes you do like little projects here and there you know like you don't really have to go for the big big go big go home sometimes you know right where can people find you on social media i have my um instagram and kenya underscore g dot law and i have i just started twitter that's about it i don't have time for the other one from tiktok and all that other social media right so again just started twitter and mostly instagram kenya underscore g dot Dot love got it Finalmente, ¿hay uh, mm-hmm. un mensaje en español posible o no? Solamente que Dios los bendiga y que pasen bien. Excelente. Mm-hmm. Muchísimas gracias. Kenya G. Love on Instagram. So appreciate and thank you for helping us make this cosplay connection. And we hope to see you sometime in 2021 in persona. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much.